heard of the Jewish holiday of Yom Kippur? Oh. Big holiday. Yeah, it is. Happens every fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also called the Day of Atonement. And for some, this is the this is the biggest of their yes, holidays. It is. It's kind of like a reset for the sacrificial system. Mm-hmm. And this, in Leviticus chapter 16, is the instructions for Yom Kippur. And the it's the celebration of what is to come what, at that time yeah. with Jesus. That's right. You're listening to Between the Lines. I'm Junior. And I'm Scott. And uh, I don't know who's supposed to read first, but uh, I'll get started with verse 1, I guess. The Lord spoke to Moses after the death of Aaron's two sons, who died after they entered the Lord's presence and burned the wrong kind of fire before him. That, that was a, a story that you get in, I believe it's in Exodus, and possibly Deuteronomy. I'm pretty sure it's in Exodus. Anyway, so the Lord said to Moses, warn your brother Aaron not to enter the most holy place behind the inner curtain whenever he chooses. If he does, he will die. Because Aaron's sons, I mean, they, they basically were hypocrites and and we're punished for this. Anyway, if he does, he will die, for the ark's cover, the place of the atonement is there, and I myself am present in the cloud above the atonement cover. Uh, Atonement simply means the covering, actually. When Aaron enters the sanctuary area, he must follow these instructions fully. He must bring a young bull for a sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering. He must put on his linen tunic and the linen undergarments worn next to his body. He must tie the linen sash around his waist and put the linen turban on his head. These are sacred garments, so he must bathe himself in water before he puts them on. Aaron must take the community of Israel, two male goats, for a sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering. So this is something that would happen only once a year, and that was for the Day of Atonement. Some have actually speculated that it was the Day of Atonement when Zechariah, though I I don't think so because he wasn't the high priest. He was a part-time priest, so I'm I'm thinking it wasn't the Day of Atonement. But... um, but, you know, possibly it may be something that I'm not aware of there. Anyway, verse 6, Aaron will present his own bull as a sin offering to purify himself and his family, making them right with the Lord. Then he must take the two male goats and present them to the Lord at the entrance of the tabernacle. But is this be- Sorry, Dad. Is this because this is the day where the priest goes into the Holy of Holies? Yes. So yeah. all of this is happening because he's preparing himself to right. go into. Yes, the, yeah, most, yeah. the most sacred place. And the Holy of Holies was a place in the tabernacle, also in the temple where... The Ark I believe of the that God dwelt. Yes, the Ark of the Covenant was there, yeah. and so the Shekinah glory yeah. was there. And so when Jesus died, and it says the veil in the temple was tore, that was between the, that was the Holy of Holy um, veil, yes. meaning that God no longer just dwells there. Right, he opened it up, access to to the rest of the congregation. Yeah. All right, so um, then he must take two mil. Uh, verse eight, he has to cast lots to determine which goat will be reserved as an offering to the Lord and which will carry the sins of the people to the wilderness of Azazel. This is very interesting what, what they do here in verse nine. Aaron will then present as a sin offering the goat chosen by lot for the Lord. The other goat, the scapegoat chosen by a lot. And you've heard that term, scapegoat. Yeah. This is where it comes from. Chosen by lot to be sent away will be kept alive standing before the Lord when it is sent away to Azazel in the wilderness. The people will be purified and made right with the Lord. Aaron will present his own bull as a sin offering to purify himself and his family, making them right with the Lord. After he has slaughtered the bull as a sin offering, he will fill an incense burner with burning coals from the altar that stands before the Lord. Then he will take two handfuls. Just, so, I'm so sorry to interrupt you yeah. there, but you just mentioned scapegoat. Can I mm-hmm. just quickly yeah. explain what that is? Yeah. They had they had goats mm-hmm. and that would be slaughtered, but one goat would be set free. Yes, and I think we're going to get to that here, but they basically okay. Aaron will put his hands on the goat, signifying all of the sin of the people is transferred to the goat, and then the goat is sent out of the camp. Okay. 
So they call it a scapegoat because now the goat then is the one who is all of the guilt has been transferred to him. So mm. a scapegoat in our modern language is that we say somebody who is taking the fall or taking the blame for something that somebody else has done. Oh, okay. So I had always had that mixed up. I thought the scapegoat was like the one lucky goat that didn't get killed. Well, you did escape, I guess. Yeah. And I and, and I had always <laughs> yeah. attached that, not always, but I had attached that to um, Barabbas. Mm. That Jesus was, and then Barabbas was well, set free. So I thought, oh, it's like the scapegoat. And Yeah, I do uh, think, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, that, that that is good. I do see Barabbas as being the, you know, the one who was set free in this way. Yeah. But the symbolism here in Leviticus is that the sins are transferred to the goat and he's he's okay. then sent away out of the camp. Okay. So verse 13 then, uh, there in the Lord's presence, he will put the incense on the burning coals so that a cloud of incense will rise over the ark's cover, the place of atonement that rests on the ark of the covenant. If he follows these instructions, he will not die. Then he must take some of the blood. I mean, that's how serious this is, that we're talking about our eternal welfare being taken care of by what is being symbolized in this activity that's going to be dealt with by Jesus on the ultimate day of atonement when he dies on the cross. Yeah. And one other thing that's kind of cool here is you have um, the priest burning incense mm -hmm. near the Ark yeah. of the Covenant. Yeah. That, uh, tie that to Zechariah, which is John the Baptist's dad. When, right. John the, when he found out that, that his wife was going to have a baby, that's what he was doing. He was burning incense, yeah. yeah. And then yep. the angel appeared by the right. Ark of the Covenant. All right, so then uh, he must sprinkle the blood seven times with his finger in front of the atonement cover. Verse 15, then Aaron must slaughter the first goat as a sin offering for the people and carry its blood behind the inner curtain. Then he will sprinkle the goat's blood over the atonement cover and in front of it as he did with the bull's, the bull's blood, meaning the presence of then of these people having access to God. Through this process, he will purify the most holy place and he will do the same for the entire tabernacle because of the defiling sin and the rebellion of the Israelites. No one else is allowed inside the tabernacle when Aaron enters it for the purification ceremony in the most holy place. No one may enter until he comes out again after purifying himself, his family, and all the congregation of Israel, making them right with the Lord. Then Aaron will come out to purify the altar that stands before the Lord. You know, how many verses we have here? I didn't even look. Uh, uh, 34. Okay, well, you can, you, you can take over in verse 8 then. He will do this by taking some of the blood from the bull and the goat and putting it on each of the horns of the altar. Then he must sprinkle the blood with his finger seven times over the altar, and this way he will cleanse it from Israel's defilement and make it holy. When Aaron has finished purifying the most holy place in the tabernacle and the altar, he must present the live goat. He will lay both hands on the goat's head and confess over it the wickedness of the rebellion and the sins of the people in Israel. In this way, he will transfer the people's sins to the head of the goat. This is what we were talking about earlier. That's right. That's just what he's doing. Then a man specifically chosen for the task will drive the goat into the wilderness. As the goat goes into the wilderness, it will carry all the people's sins upon, upon itself into a desolate land. When Aaron goes back into the tabernacle, he must take off the linen garments he was wearing when he entered the most holy place, and he must leave the garments there. Let me just uh, uh, interrupt here just briefly, because you brought up Barabbas, which is, uh, you know, I think it is an interesting picture, because in a, I think that it is exactly what you're talking about, that Jesus was the goat that died for our sins. So their sin, you know, it, and it's interesting what happens here, that the sin was both taken care of through the death. Now, of course, a goat can't take away our sins. The author of Hebrews does, makes a great case for that. But it signifies what is to come with the Messiah dying for our sins. And then yeah. here it's signifying the sin being taken away by that scapegoat driven out into the wilderness, which in essence is what took place with Barabbas, that that, that goat stood for the people, you know, and, yeah. and signifying that it's 
that the, the sin is taken away. And Barabbas also stood for the people. We are Barabbas. Yeah. You know, we right. we are the ones that should have died. Right. And we um, got to go free. Yes. Yeah. So Aaron must take his clothes off after he goes into the most holy place. Then he must bathe himself with water in a sacred place, put on the regular garments, and go into the sacrifice and go to sacrifice a burnt offering for himself and a burnt offering for the people. Through this process, he will purify himself and the people, making them right with the Lord. He must then burn all the fat on this on the sin offering on the altar. The man chosen driven chosen to drive the scapegoat into the wilderness of Azazel must wash his clothes and bathe himself in water. Then he may return to the camp. The bull and the goat presented as skin, as sin offerings, whose blood Aaron takes into the most holy place for the purification ceremony, will be carried outside the camp. The animal hides, internal organs, and dung are all to be burned. The man who burns them must wash his clothes and bathe himself in water before returning to camp. On the tenth day of the appointed month in the early autumn, you must deny yourselves, neither native-born Israelites nor foreigners live among you, may do any kind of work. This is a permanent law for you. Mm. On that day... Offerings of purification will be made for you, and you'll be purified in the Lord's presence from all your sins. It'll be a Sabbath day of complete rest for you, and you must deny yourselves. This is a permanent law for you. Yeah, wow, this is, and that's the the Sabbath of the of the Day of Atonement. Yeah. In future generations, the purification ceremony will be purified by the priests who have been appointed be and ordained performed. or performed. What did I say? <laughs> purified. Oh. Performed by the priest who has been a, a anointed and ordained to serve as high priest in place of his ancestor Aaron. He'll put on the holy linen garments. Yeah, he says permanent there. Does that mean um, we should be celebrating that Sabbath after Yom Kippur? I, well, you know, I, I'm one that, that you know, I, it's hard for us to say when the Sabbath is anymore. You know, we know it was the seventh day for yeah. them, though we don't know what day of the week that actually would be for us. But I, I am one that believes that even as Christians, when all of this has been fulfilled in Jesus that we should still be celebrating the Sabbath. Sure. I, you know, I, I still believe that. Permanent, so. And I, th- I think, you know, I, I think it's sad that Christianity has gotten away from, and it happened during this great divide between Christian Jews and Christians. And it, it should not have happened, but there was this major divide. Maybe some of it was because of legalism that was creeping into the church, but they, at that point, they did away with all of these celebrations of Israel. Yeah, man, what what a great thing for us to celebrate the Day of Atonement even today. Yeah, not by making sacrifices, but now we're looking back at the atonement that God offers us, and it's a great new year as it was for the Jews. It's a great yeah. way to have a new year because it, this is a new life fresh. that we have yeah. because of our sins being forgiven. Yeah. He'll put on the holy linen garments and purify the most holy place, the tabernacle, the altar of the priests, and the entire congregations. This is a permanent law for you to purify the people of Israel from their sins, making them right with the Lord once a year. Moses followed all these instructions exactly as the Lord had commanded. Hmm. All right, so the psalm we're looking at, Psalm 73, is also a fairly well-known psalm where, again, I think it's David, but I, I, I don't, I don't the, the NLT that I have here does not say who this is, for, you know, who had written this. But um, I'm guessing that this was a psalm of David. But it, the, whoever it is that wrote this is interesting. I think that he goes through some of the difficulties that a lot of us go through. We see the wicked and them prospering, and we wonder, how could this be? That's how he starts off by saying, I, you know, I, I envied the proud when I saw the, them prosper despite their wickedness. And down in verse 11, does God realize what's going on? Is the Most High even aware of what is happening? And but then he comes to himself and he re, he says to himself, I, I realize that I was full of pride there, 
He says in verse 20, their present life is only a dream that is gone when they awake. When you arise, O Lord, you will make them vanish from this life. And then I realized how bitter I had become, how pained I had been by all that I'd seen. Because he was only looking at the temporary and not the eternal. And so he says, I was foolish and ignorant. ignorant. Verse 23, yet I still belong to you. You are holding my right hand. He comes comes to himself and realizes, no, no matter what the wicked may enjoy, it's just temporary. I get God forever. And that's what really matters. Yeah. So good. All right. Well, today is national. Nobody's going to do this. If you do, we would love to hear about it. It's (laughs) National Winter Bike to Work Day. Ah. We'll see. I know it's been warmer, but um, it's also National Pizza Day. So I'll, I'll celebrate that one. I'll, yeah. I'll be doing neither because I'm actually, I've been in Siguatepeque all yeah. week, so I can't get pizza in Honduras, and I don't think I <laughs> have access to a bike. But if you, hey, if you bike to work, I'd love to hear about it. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Or if you have pizza, you can even tell us about that. <laughs> yeah, but that's less impressive. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, right. it's a, it's a, the weekend, and right. uh, we want to see you in church, and uh, I know it's Leviticus again. Get get yourself a study Bible or find an online source where you can read through Leviticus and understand what it says. That'll be—you'll you'll feel so much uh, fulfillment. Uh, you, you, you'll get through that reading and say, man, that was so cool. I could read God's Word myself. A very difficult passage, and I was able to understand what it's about. So I encourage you to do that this weekend, and we'll see you on Monday. Have a good one.